Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Shalom, lovers of the Torah. Thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. It's great to be with you in this podcast. I'm going to share some thoughts about the week of Passover, specifically in Leviticus called the week of unleavened bread, and also talk about how we should apply uh, this beautiful week to our lives today. It's a powerful week. It's a holy week, and uh, there's a lot of application to be made, especially in Messiah. So I hope that you're going to enjoy this show. Keep in mind that this is a midrash and not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or theological treatise on the subject. I'm simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself, and I reserve the right to change my mind on my ideas as I grow in the grace and knowledge of Messiah. So here we are. We're in the middle of the week of Passover. What a great week it's been. We had a great Seder, 230 plus people, and uh, just it grows every year. We're, we're so excited, and more and more people, especially Christians, are really beginning to understand the roots of their faith. And so I want to just jump right into this topic of the week of Passover, specifically the week of unleavened bread, and how we as believers would apply that to our lives. And so jumping into 1 Corinthians chapter 5, I've already addressed this in a previous podcast, but I just, I just want to read this passage again. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, in verse 7, Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles, writing to primarily a Gentile audience, says this, Clean out the old leaven, so that you may be a new lump, just as you are in fact unleavened. Clearly, think about this, clearly these are strong allusions to the week of Passover. This is talking about what we find in Leviticus chapter uh, 23 in regards to the week of Passover or the week of unleavened bread, and also going all the way back to Leviticus chapter 12 and 13. It's, it's just fascinating when you see the backdrop of Paul's words here. But let me read it again. Clean out the old leaven so that you may be a new lump just as you are in fact unleavened. Keep in mind that leaven is a type and shadow of sin and not just the bread of haste and a hasty deliverance out of sin, but but it's also a reference to uh, sin in terms of a symbol, at least for this week. And so this this passage here, Paul is saying, come on, you're a new lump. You're unleavened. You, you are, you are uh, uh, forgiven and made clean in Messiah. And he goes on to say, for Christ, our Passover also has been sacrificed, speaking of his crucifixion. And through that blood atonement on the cross, we are forgiven. We are made righteous. Verse 8. Therefore, let us celebrate the feast. A reference to the feast of unleavened bread or the feast of the week of Passover. He says, let us therefore, or I'm sorry, verse 8. Therefore, let us celebrate the feast not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread. Of sincerity and truth. So he's encouraging these Gentile believers in Messiah, in fact, all believers everywhere, he's encouraging them 
Let's celebrate this festival of unleavened bread, this week of unleavened bread, where we eat matzah for a whole week after we remove, of course, the puffy leavened breads. We eat that matzah for a whole week, right? And he's saying this, take that type and shadow further. If, if the leavened bread represents sin in our lives, then let's deal with the sin in our lives. Let's, let's get the sin in our lives out of our lives. Let's move beyond this, this realm of being justified by the blood of the land, lamb in Egypt. Let's, let's move out of Egypt and let's move into the ways of God, into a new promised land experience. And so he says, you know what? Let's, let's get rid of the malice. Uh, you know, that, that, that anger over unresolved conflicts, uh, the anger of being, being treated in a way that you uh, thought you shouldn't be treated, you know, any perceived injustices, uh, whether they're real or not, any offenses, let them go, let them go. Reconcile your anger through the grace and mercy of God, through forgiveness towards one another. Reconcile that, right? And uh, get rid of the wickedness that hides out in our hearts uh, in, 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 in many ways in which we're not really, uh, you know, seeing it. He says, search your hearts during this week. Go and search for the malice and the wickedness that is deep within your heart or your soul. Just like we go around and search for the uh, leavened bread in our homes. You know, you have to kind of search for that. You have to look for that. It's not easy to find. Uh, but as you grab the family and the kids and do that, uh, may it just be a reminder to also, through introspection and prayer, look for anything that you've hidden in your heart, any unforgiveness, any root of bitterness, and deal with it. Get rid of it. This is what it means to celebrate the week of unleavened bread. And uh, so we're to move out of those things and into this area of sincerity and truth, living honestly and transparently and in love with one another. So that is the the passage. Let me jump into um, our, our halaha, how we, how we kind of do this week. Um, and I think it'll be an encouragement to you. Um, and so this is our current understanding of how we are to interact with what was written in Exodus chapter 12 and 13 and X and Leviticus chapter 23, as it relates to how we celebrate this week. We start out on Nisan the 14th, as it moves into the 15th, we, we do that with the Seder. We, we, we go through a Seder that has both traditional aspects to it as well as messianic messianic aspects to it. We focus on uh, uh, the Messiah, his suffering, his death on the cross, how he poured out his blood as an offering for sin uh, to be an atonement for our sin and how through him we can enter into a new covenant. So we kick that whole week off focusing on Messiah and uh, that last supper, which was a Passover Seder with his disciples where he instituted the new covenant uh, seeing how the old covenant with Moses was broken beyond repair. According to the prophets, it was broken beyond repair, and we had to wait for a new covenant. Well, with the Messiah came that new covenant in that last Passover. And so, you know, this is how we we kind of apply this week to our lives. We start off with the Seder on the 14th, on the 15th. We then remove all the leaven from our homes. So yeah, we wait till the 15th. We don't do it before the 14th. I know traditional groups do it before the 14th, but the text in the Torah is very clear. You don't get rid of the, the leaven until the 15th day of the month of Nisan. So it's after the Seder that you then go and get rid of that which represents sin. And that makes sense. Uh, you know, God saves us in our sins. 
they were saved in Egypt, in the kingdom of darkness, in the house of slavery. They were, they, they, they were saved in all of that mess, that darkness, by the blood of the lamb that they put on their doorposts. And then after being justified by the blood of the land, lamb, they then came out to move on to Sinai and into the promised land. So first justification, then sanctification. So we have our Seder first on the 14th. We wait till the next day. On the next day, we go around the house and we get rid of all of the leavened bread. And so let me jump into Exodus chapter 12 and verse 15. It says, seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. That's basically matzah or flat bread with no leaven. So for seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. But on the first day, you shall remove leaven. The first day being a reference to Nisan the 15th. And you shall remove the leaven. That's the Hebrew word, seor. Uh, it's a reference to the lump of leavened dough in the ancient world where you always kept a piece of the leavened dough uh, for the next batch of dough. So you could leaven that, that next batch and have that nice, big, puffy bread. Uh, well, here in the text, it says, get rid of that. Get rid of that uh, starter lump, if you will, from your houses. So let me read this again. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall remove leaven from your houses. For whoever eats anything leavened, and that word is hametz, it's different from the word seor. Whoever eats hametz, that's any finished leavened bread products. From the first day until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off from Israel. Now, now let me just back up here. It's saying get rid of the starter dough. And get rid of anything that from that starter dough was then uh, uh, made into a finished baked uh, product. You know, whether that was a roll, bread, muffin, whatever. So so anything leavened, the reference to anything leavened, you, you shall not eat anything leavened, hametz. Um, this, this context was strictly in reference to bread, bread. It wasn't in reference to other things. It was actually in reference to bread. Note the following. I'm going to read the JPS translation. The JPS translation. Exodus 12, 15. Same verse, different translation. So this is out of, out of the Tanakh JPS translation. Um, fifth, uh, verse 15. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day, you shall remove leaven from your houses for whoever eats leavened bread from the first day to the seventh day, that person shall be cut off. So you can see clearly in the, in the uh, Jewish translation that this context of leaven is in relationship to bread. That's why uh, we talk about the five grains that are used to make bread in the ancient world. So when you take leaven and, and associate it or put it into any of the five grains in order to make bread, this is what's being forbidden. You're not to eat any leavened bread for seven days. That's why we don't eat any leavened bread for seven days. We eat matzah for seven days. We eat bread without leaven for, for seven days. And, and that, of course, is to remind us of of um, that great deliverance that was a hasty deliverance. That's why it was called the bread of haste. And also that leaven is also a symbol for sin. And so this is, this is kind of a beautiful type and shadow, uh, you know, a week long object lesson, so to speak, that God has given to his people to remind them that they were saved first by the blood of the lamb in Egypt. 
And after they were saved, after they were justified by the blood of the lamb, he then called them out of Egypt to come out of that kingdom of slavery and oppression. And of course, uh, you know, the natural represents the spiritual and uh, the sages pointed forward to the time that there would be a second greater exodus, a second greater redemption. It would be a spiritual redemption from sin and shame. And so this whole symbol of sin works perfectly. What we're, what we're learning to do as Messianic believers is not only remember the past and that great deliverance that our ancestors experienced coming out of Egypt and all the associated lessons, but also that we all have a personal Egypt of sin and shame and that we're to put our, our trust in the Lamb of God, the Passover Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, Yeshua the Messiah, that in Him we can have an exodus out of sin and shame, experiencing the great spiritual redemption, which is found in Messiah. So, all leavened dough dough and leavened breads are to be removed on the first day of unleavened bread, not on any other day. See Exodus 12, 15. Uh, That was to communicate the theology that we are saved by grace and not by works. After we are saved by the blood of the Lamb on the 14th and on the 15th, we begin to experience sanctification by removing the symbol of sin, leavened bread. This is why we wait to remove leavened bread on the 15th. If we were to remove it earlier than the 15th, theologically, we would be communicating that we're to get rid of our sins first and then get saved. You know, get rid of all your sins so that you can be redeemed. And we think that's backwards. That That is foreign to the Torah. Uh, so this whole issue of, of what we see in the Exodus is that justification precedes sanctification as seen in the blood of the Lamb, and then on the 15th day, removing the symbol of sin, love and bread from our homes. So in summary and application, let me just kind of uh, sum this all up. Um, this whole idea of, of justification and sanctification is pictured and typified in the Exodus. And as we move from the natural to the spiritual, from that which we see in Moses' day and the stories that, and lessons learned in the Exodus, we move forward to the Messiah, the second and greater Moses. And in him and his atonement, we realize that we can be free from this realm, this domain, this dominion of sin and shame, that in him there's a greater redemption a redemption from the kingdom of darkness itself being brought into the kingdom of light and that we enter in to that kingdom through the blood of Messiah. And then, and only then do we begin to work on getting the sin out of our lives justified by the blood of the lamb. And then through the power of the spirit, we begin to get rid of the sin in our lives. And that's a process that takes a work of God's grace and spirit and that will go on until the day we die. But from A to Z, from the moment we're saved to the end of our lives, we are as justified as we ever were by the blood of the lamb, Yeshua, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So this week we're celebrating that we are celebrating 
the Lamb of God, Jesus, who takes away our sins, and also the beautiful, beautiful deliverance from the dominion of sin by the power of his outpoured spirit. The outpoured blood on the cross, as seen in the Passover uh, uh, event and the, and the crucifixion, as uh, uh, memorialized in the Passover Seder, and also the outpoured spirit to empower us to walk out this new life that we have in the ways of God. So I hope that's been a blessing to you. And I want to encourage everyone, if you have not put your faith and trust in Messiah, receive him now. Declare and proclaim to our Father in heaven that his son, Yeshua the Messiah, is your Passover lamb, your atonement, that you you have put your trust in the very offer of salvation from God above, coming down through his son on the cross, his son, Yeshua, the Passover lamb, our Passover lamb. And may you enjoy the thrill of the cleansing and the adventure of a new life through the power of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. That concludes our program for this week. I just want to say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua the Messiah. Shalom. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and shalom.